The new Grad Physio podcast is hosted by Andy Barker, consultant MSK and sports physiotherapist, private practice owner and the founder of the new Grad Physio. Having experienced his own rapid rise from student to dream job just 15 months after graduating, Andy knows exactly what it takes to accelerate your skills and fly up the promotion ladder faster than you ever thought possible. Having previously worked in his dream role at the Leeds Rhinos as the head of physio and rehab, Andy now consults with a number of individual elite athletes and within professional rugby, football and dance whilst running his own group of private practice clinics. He started the new grad physio to help student and new grad therapists just like you overcome the specific challenges you face at the start of your therapy career, helping you to dodge the common pitfalls that can cause confusion and overwhelm with your clinical practice and stop you getting the patient results and the jobs or promotions you deserve. This podcast will deliver you actionable advice, will help you make sense of your patient assessments, reason your treatments and patient rehab to get results well beyond your level of experience. You will also discover what you need to do to open doors, to create opportunities for yourself, so you can enjoy the best possible start to life as a new grad physio. So, let's get started. Welcome back to the New Grad Physio podcast. I am your host, Andy Barker, and in today's episode, we're going to talk all about lateral epicondyleitis, or given its um, less formal name, tennis elbow. So I want to go through some tips for treating patients that have tennis elbow. And I guess the um, idea behind this particular podcast became because I've been doing some reading about um, tennis elbow uh, recently. Um, Around a month or so ago, I've gone back to uni. um, So actually doing an injection therapy module at Sheffield Hallam University here in England, the UK. And sort of starting that journey um, to become um, an injection therapist. And on the course, um, last week actually, we were chatting around um, tennis elbow and um, treatment, rehab, etc. for that. And obviously where injection-based therapy um, places around that. So as a class, uh, we were chatting sort of generally around the management of tennis elbow patients. And I guess the general consensus which you know I, no, I agree with is that sometimes tennis elbow can be a really tricky pathology to get on top of, you know, to dampen down, you know, patients' pain and get them back to the level of function, pain-free that they want to do. And sometimes the usual treatments and rehab that we might use in the clinic, things like shockwave, you know, hands-on frictioning. Uh, rehab regarding sort of isometrics and eccentrics can be effective for a lot of people but also ineffective for others so clearly as it's an injection therapy module we got on talking about um, injections for um, tennis elbow patients and corticosteroid injections have long been used for patients with tennis elbow for those that are I guess persistent and resistant to to normal um, rehab and and interventions. But more recent evidence has actually shown that they may be not that great. And we know now regarding um, dangers around injecting directly into tendons and also 
there's some evidence coming out now regarding injection therapy and corticosteroid injections specifically for tennis elbow patients to say they're not very good either. Uh, they're not very good at actually treating symptoms. So there's a, there's a study um, by Coombs et al. that actually basically looked at patients that um, got corticosteroid injection for tennis elbow and then um, followed a, a group of patients that had the same problem but didn't get a corticosteroid injection and at 12 months uh, after the injection or you know 12 months of, of rehab and rest, the patients were the same. So their level of pain, their level of function was exactly the same whether they had a corticosteroid injection for their tennis elbow symptoms or not. So it got me thinking around, so what is... You know, what are the best methods for treating tennis elbow? How can you make sure that your patients do progress, that you can help to get them out of pain, back to full fitness? And, and, and a big one for patients with tennis elbow is actually stop them once they go back into activity, sport, whatever it may be they're doing, work, that they don't flare up again. Because again, it's one thing getting rid of patient symptoms, getting rid of pain, getting them back to where they need to be. but if as soon as they start to use their elbow a little bit more, they flare up again, that clearly is, is not what you or your patient wants. So, firstly, I guess before we I guess talking a bit more around interventions and what we can do, it's really important, and this, and this feeds into to rehab particularly, you need to understand how a tendon works. So tendons are built and operate very differently to other structures like muscles, ligaments, bones, joints, and other connective tissues. So when we get a tendon injury, we need to treat them differently. Yet so many physios will treat and rehab a tendon the same way as a muscle, the same way as a ligament injury, the same way as a joint injury. One of the probably biggest tips that I could give you with regards to tendon injuries is that you know rest is not best. Tendons, you know, and again all tissues need load to to repair and you know and to grow, but tendons need load. You know, tendons need load. It makes sense when you think about it in terms of a tendon. So we think the job of a tendon is to transfer load from a muscle to a bone so it allows joints to, to basically move so we have an intention to you know pick up a shopping bag my bicep muscle needs to, to work to be able to do that so for my bicep muscle to be able to function and, and flex my elbow what needs to happen is the muscle will contract that force is passed from the muscle through the mus uh, muscular tendinous junction into the tendon of the bicep which crosses the elbow attaches into my radius and allows me to, to flex my elbow. So tendons transfer load. So it gets it's probably no big surprise that um, tendons need to be loaded. So when we get them injured, a big part of what we do is our tendon reloading. And there's loads of tendon, I guess, loading protocols out there. So whether you use eccentrics, isometrics, heavy slow resistance training which would be the three most common tendon loading protocols one of the big i guess considerations and key things that you need to know is that tendons you know need load and we can use these type of protocols and other 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 things to, to be able to do that but tendons also um, should 
and, and you know and, and can safely be, be loaded into pain. And this is really important when you think a lot of the tendon issues we see are often chronic. So again, unloading a patient um, with a reactive tendon often is a little bit different where you can you know we can modify activity and, and unload them a little bit and that can dampen down symptoms really quickly. And with some you know acute tendon flare ups, that can be all a patient may need. Uh, and, a, and a sensible reloading plan and then get back to activity pain-free really quickly but with chronic tendons which are the majority of you know problems we see someone who's had tennis elbow for six twelve two years whatever it may be um you know these tendons don't respond well to rest and rest is is not best all that's going to happen with if you rest and unload that patient is they uh, become more deconditioned the tendon becomes weaker and it actually makes your job to to actually get them back pain-free and back at the level they were at before they were injured even more difficult. So when we think around that patient with long-standing um, tennis elbow or even a patient with another tendon problem like the Achilles or, or the patella tendon, they've had symptoms for, for a very long time. And I guess there is a small portion of patients that may actually be, be never pain-free, depending on what you know what's going on with that tendon. So in regards to, I guess, resting a patient, how long are you going to wait? How long are you going to rest that patient and wait for that tendon to settle? Because with some chronic tendons, they probably never settle. Even day-to-day -day activity and walking around, pottering around the house causes tendon pain. So clearly you can't stop, you know, patients from doing that they need to walk around their their home to cook to clean to go to the toilet to to go to work whatever that may be you know that's clearly just not possible and some really you know chronic persistent tendons um are aggravated just by sort of day-to-day -day, um activities so i guess completely resting them offloading them uh, and then building them then back up for these chronic based pa uh, you know patients is is, is not feasible um, and all while this rest period is happening, the tendons becoming deconditioned, weak and less resistant to load, making then again your task to take them from injury and back to full fitness um, longer and longer and longer and more challenging for you and your patient. So the evidence backs this up and that tendons love load and respond well to load even when there is pain present. The level of pain is important. So so in terms of um, pain, I will normally, you know, never load a, a tendon um, with pain above a four out of 10. So on the visual analog scale, a one, a two, a three, or a four out of 10 is okay five or above it is too much so i think loading into pain is something we know works well for tendons but the level of pain is really important the second tip i want to give you is you often need to treat the site of the symptoms before the source of the symptoms so if you've read um, a lot of my posts before i'm a big believer that you need to treat both the site and the source of every patient's symptoms to get consistent 
long lasting results and while treating in this way and treating holistically is so so important to what i do and it's how i i work and how i teach therapists to look at the, the body in my new grad physio membership particularly with problems like tennis elbow you need to get on top of their symptoms first so when we think about a problem like tennis elbow the main issue is usually pain so you could put together the best you know, rehab and treatment plan in the world, the best ever you know, tennis elbow you know, rehab plan. But if your patient's elbow pain is too much, you know, they're in you know, a high degree of pain and it's a really irritable problem, they're unlikely to do much of what you ask them to do. It might just be because it's too painful you know, to do. And, and some of this is not actually even their fault. So um, their brain, their body, your brain, your body is built to protect you. You know, it's not as easy as just fighting through pain to, to do a task. You know, we, we're, we're happy that we can load you know, tendons with pain, telling your patient just to fight through the pain. It's not quite as easy as that because the brain's natural response to pain is to try and reduce pain. Hence why it tries to stop you from doing activities. It knows it's going to cause you pain. So whenever you've had an injury and you know this yourself, when something's sore, your body will stop you. It'll change the way you move. Think about when you last stub your toe going upstairs. Or you limp around for the next five or ten minutes. And that's your brain telling your body to limp so you offload that toe. So you don't cause any more conflict and injury to that toe. So you might think a little bit in terms of, I guess, what I've said previously about treating the site and source of symptoms in other posts and podcasts and blogs etc and you might think i'm contradicting myself a little bit because again even contradicting myself to the last point i made because i i spoke then about how tendons should and you know and, and can be loaded into pain it's well evidenced that loading tendons especially chronic tendons even if painful, is okay and can be really beneficial to, to helping patients to get where they need to be. But the important thing here is the level of pain. So again, I only load tendons up to a pain level of 4 out of 10, no higher. But the big issue I'm talking around here is when patients are really irritable, when they have higher levels of pain, you know, higher than a 4 out of 10, a 5 out of 10 or, or above. Or when patients are just really, really irritable. So even everyday tasks you know going in the cupboard to get a plate or a cup out of, of the cupboard to, to make their breakfast washing up driving cars these are type of things that so many tennis elbow patients really struggle with so those pretty routine day-to-day tasks and the problem we've got here is if pain is really you know angering that tendon and really causing a problem at that elbow even with sort of day-to-day tasks they're going to stop using it where they can they'll avoid using it they'll start using their other arm to do tasks in the house they'll stop using it um, when they don't need to do it and that includes stopping to load it and use it when they're doing their rehab exercises because it's just too sore they don't like the feeling of pain no one likes being in pain so i guess a key thing here for you thinking about your patients with tennis elbow is to get on top of pain early so you can try and reduce their pain level so again that will enable them to to do their rehab so how do you do that again it's going to depend upon your patient's symptoms that might be via pain medication manual therapy 
you might brace the tendons to change the where the, the sort of tendon anchor is if you like to offload those extensor tendons at the elbow the approach you use is going to be clearly um, specific to your patient in front of you and the problems you identify but the key thing here is whatever approach you do choose to take the key here is that you try and dampen down your patient's tennis elbow symptoms and that pain um, as soon as possible so you can then enable your, you and your patient to load the tendon and actually rehab your patient because the rehab is what is going to fix your patients you know your patients with tennis elbow um, clearly identifying what's caused that tendon to overload in the, the first place and, and the source of the symptoms which often is, is not the elbow you know is going to be really important in helping you get rid of that tennis elbow for good and stop it coming back but not before you start improving symptoms at the site of the problem so again the site and source of your patient's tennis elbow or any you know for any tendon injury in the body is is highly highly important but one of the key things particularly with patients with um, tennis elbow and similar tendons golfer's elbow will be very similar if pain is too much of a problem you're really going to struggle to to get your patient to load that area of their body so getting on top of their symptoms and particularly pain early is really really important and the final tip i want to sort of give you is take it for what it is and understand what is going on with tennis elbow what in you know what tennis elbow is is an overload problem we're getting the tendons the common extensor tendons are doing too much work so again we're talking here about treating locally at the elbow and needing to treat the site of the problem to dampen down pain we also need to look at you know what's causing the problem so looking at you know not only treating the site of the problem but finding and treating the source of the the problem so again this is going to be individual to each and every patient that you see but but ultimately again the crux of what's going on with tennis elbow is there is too much load going through those common extensors so again that might be related specifically to their occupation. It might be their sports, hobbies. But one of the key things that is, is present in nearly all cases is there's usually other issues going on elsewhere in the body, you know, usually away from the elbow itself, that are impacting this injury. So commonly with tennis elbow, that might be a more proximal issue at the shoulder or the neck. So when you're going through your assessment, these are the things that we need to, to look for. Because again, we could put together and you could implement the best tennis elbow rehab plan in the world, which fixes the elbow. But again, if they've got a shoulder issue on the same side, if they've got a neck problem, if they've got another issue somewhere where else, it's a forced transmission problem because of a previous you know, finger fracture, thumb injury, wrist you know, injury, whatever that may be. If their issues um, are not identified and are not treated, so... They go through all the, the hoops to do their you know, tennis elbow rehab. They do everything you ask them to do. The pain dampens down. You start to reload them. There's no big issue. But then they go back into their, their job, which is quite manual, or the sport hobby that they, they love to do. They start to put more load through that sort of tendon. They'll break down again. Because if their shoulder problem or neck problem or that, you know, that finger thumb issue that you've not identified and you've not fixed up is still there, then they've still got the same problem. They've got a you know a, a problem 
compensatory problem often, forced strong transmission problem, muscle synergy problem, whatever, whichever way you want to look at it, they've still got an overload problem because the tendon is just going to overload again because the other issues that are causing that overload are, are still there. So whether it's a movement issue, you know, whether it's um, a range of movement problems somewhere else, whether it's a sort of an output problem, a muscular problem where some muscles are not doing their fair share of the work, uh, and the you know the elbows having to take up the slack and do more work, causing the overload, it's going to be different for each and every patient that you see. But again, once you've got on top of the the site of the problem and dampened down the patient's symptoms at the elbow, you need to find what's causing and what's contributing to to that problem in the first place. Because unless you you do that, unless you identify that and then treat that problem. Like even the best tennis elbow program in the world is not going to fix them. They'll dampen down their symptoms and they'll improve, but as soon as they go back to those higher level activities, when they start to put more load through that tendon, that common extensor area, then there's a high likelihood that they're going to break down again because the the problems and the, the source of their problems is still there. So, to bring everything together and to summarise this week's podcast episode, so three tips for you to help you better manage patients with lateral epicondylitis, aka tennis elbow. Firstly, understand how a tendon works. A tendon is not a muscle, it's not a joint, it's not a ligament, so don't rehab it like one. We know we can load um, tendons into pain. The level of pain is really, really important. Secondary, uh, or secondly, should I say, um, treat the site before the source of the symptoms. Unless you get on top of patient's pain with tennis elbow early, it's going to make it more difficult for you to rehab your patient and for your patient to actually want and be able to actually do their home exercise program. And then finally, take it for what it is. Tennis elbow is an overload issue. There's too much load going through those common extensors at the elbow. So once you've got on top of the symptoms and treat the site of the problem, we need to, and you need to be able to identify what is causing that overload in the first place. Because if you don't fix that, then again, regardless of how good the, the tendon loading program is, however good your tennis elbow you know, rehab package is for your patient, if you don't fix up those other issues that are causing that tissue to become overloaded in the first place, there's a high chance that they will break down again. They'll go back in to their job, their higher level activities, sports, hobbies, interests, and they their symptoms will come back faster than, than they went away. So I hope you've enjoyed that. I hope we've taken some, some key information from that. It's going to help you better manage your patients that you see in the clinic, you know, in the department or sports club that you work in with tennis elbow symptoms just finally if you want to learn a little bit more about how to treat the body holistically and i've talked about a lot on this this sort of podcast and this stuff and discover how to identify and treat both the site and source of your patient's symptoms so whether that is tennis elbow achilles tendon pain patella tendon pain or indeed any other issue in the body then head to newgrowphysio.com forward slash membership and i can show you how so job done all done podcast and um, finished as always if you do have any questions about anything i've covered in the podcast you have any topics anything you think would be um, good you'd like to hear on the podcast then please just reach out to me and let me know and again if you want to work with me 
um, one to one and know, you know find out about what I do but more about the membership and again how to you know treat holistically um, and, and the things that I've spoke about in the in this podcast and learn you know to just become the best the best physio you can be and be able to give your patients the, the best level of care you feel like you can then just head to my membership page newgrowphysio.com forward slash membership to find out about what the membership is and about how it might be able to help you become the best physio you can be thanks for listening to the new grad physio podcast before you head off i just wanted to make sure you did not miss this alongside his podcast andy posts a weekly blog on his website www.newgradphysio.com You can access all his blogs and loads more resources like his recent PDF, the five breakthrough steps to confidently treat the shoulder right every time, avoid mistakes and stop you feeling less adequate than other new grads. This is Andy's most popular resource and has already been accessed by thousands of therapists just like you. To get a copy of this PDF or to get more information about Andy's upcoming courses or find out more about his new grad physio membership, head to www.newgradphysio.com. Have a great day and we will catch you on the next podcast episode.